It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? So welcome to the Flying Whipper Production Studios. Yep, audio's working. <laughs> audio's working, just no visual. Yeah, there it goes. There we are. How's everybody Good doing? Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> we had a little kerfuffle last week, so we weren't able to, we, we actually had a show, we just weren't able to put it out because we had some audio issues. Well, I mean, it was a show that would have worked well if you could read lips or were a mime. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Seinfeld episode, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Reading lips. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're from Spurs Country Kids, and uh, to quote Church Lady, we had one of our players showing off his naughty parts, and uh, I think the Spurs did the right thing. They got out ahead of it. Apparently, they're doing a presser right now, or an attorney speaking, but uh, I think the Spurs are a very smart organization, and the fact that they're going to protect the brand and they immediately released the guy. This is Josh Primo. See, I don't think immediate is the right word. The There's some rumblings that this investigation has been going on for a couple months. And my feeling is the Spurs being the world-class organization that they are, that they went to Josh. This is with absolutely no news sources whatsoever. I'm totally making this up. Went to Josh and basically confronted him and said, hey, what's going on? And he denied. No contrition, no nothing. They continued their investigation, said, we're going to let you go. I believe if he had shown some contrition, shown some maturity, which I don't expect 19-year-olds to have, I believe the Spurs go, okay, let's let's do this the right way. Let's get you the help that you need. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's the way it went. I agree with you to an extent. Uh, I'm sure there was probably some internal investigation, not just uh, an unfounded allegation that would have terminated him. A but nun founded? Unfounded. Wait, wait, wait. One of the massage therapists was a nun? Unfounded. Oh, oh, unfounded. I mumble a lot. I know it's my voice. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think the Spurs have learned from other organizations that accusers aren't going to go after a rookie Josh Primo, no matter how big his contract is. Accusers, and rightfully so, if they're complicit, the organization, that's where the money is. And I think the Spurs got out ahead of it by saying, hey, we checked into it. We let the guy go. We knew of nothing that was going on prior to this. But there will still be some lawsuits, and I guarantee you the Spurs will be named in the lawsuit. There already is a lawsuit. With the, the Spurs named in it. Yep, the the same, the same, I believe the Spurs are named that. The same attorney that represented 23 of the 24 uh plaintiffs in the Deshaun Watson so here lawsuit. We go. And, and so the Spurs made the, what I would consider to be the smart office move by saying, when we heard about it, we looked into it. We immediately let the guy go. Yeah. And that's, and that's a Spurs organization. I don't think if you went up and down the ladder in the NBA, I don't know if all the other teams would have done the same thing. Probably not. I mean, so can we ask a question on that one? Just you can ask on? whatever you want. It's your so, show. With um, the Spurs, speaking of the Spurs, their coach that went to Boston and was released because oh of my the God, whole yeah. scandal. So now, because uh, Steve Nash has been, uh, they released him or they let him go uh, for the Nets, 
he's going to the the coach is now going going to be the new coach for the Nets. <laughs> Well, well, but what Drew's saying is it's a great point. It's strong, and, and, and I'm glad that we're talking about it. But isn't the NBA kind of saying, oh, yeah, well, we're going to do this over here, but then with another team and another organization, <clears throat> are we not going to talk about that anymore and then just kind of let him slide in and be the coach? Which is a great coach, and I understand that. But it still happened. It's, if, if Josh Primo was a better player, Okay. I mean, let, let's all be honest. And Josh Primo is not, you know, the, the next trans, you know, transcendental star in the NBA. If he's a better player, let's roll the tape forward. Let's say it's 18 months down the road. And this is Victor Wembanyama. Do we get to the same result? Or was this just very, very easy for the Spurs to do the right thing? Because Primo just didn't look like he was rounding out as quickly as we wanted. Well, a to. couple of things. One, he yeah. wasn't rounding out as quickly as they thought. The second is they are in the sweepstakes for the kid from France. So it kind of. Are you saying the kid from France? Cause you don't want to pronounce women. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but when you think about it, it, it kind of worked out for them. Having said that, you still got someone's life involved here. You know, hopefully whatever issues uh, Josh Primo is dealing with, he can, he can resolve them. I do think he can still have an NBA career mm-hmm. once this is resolved and he gets what obviously whatever help he needs because there's some underlying issues there that hopefully, you know, unfortunately he probably had some circumstances in his life that he couldn't control that caused him to be where he's at today. That's, that's just a medical fact as you read about this kind of stuff. Yeah. These these players, if you want to go off and do naughty things and and you have self-control and you have control and you have smarts about it, you go about it in a way that doesn't put it in the public eye. I mean, there's the allegation right now by one of the podcasters that LeBron looks like the dutiful, faithful husband because he's got great NDAs with all of the women that he allegedly cheats with. And I actually don't believe the story. So if Josh Primo was smarter and wasn't engaging in risky behavior, perhaps this this goes this goes a different way. But yeah, it's it's more of a mental thing. I hope he gets the help he needs, the help that he allegedly, according to his press release, wants. Yeah. And and goes off. Eight million dollars gets a lot of mental health help. And sure. that's what the Spurs owe him. Eight million dollars. Right. So, so. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we'll see him probably in a bench capacity somewhere, Yeah, but it won't be here. But PR-wise, I think the Spurs, very smart the way they've handled it. They got a lawyer speaking right now as we're talking. So we'll see how that all goes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, college rankings came out. Yes, they did. Football. And? Tennessee's number one. Ohio uh, State's number two. Georgia's three. Four is Clemson. I don't, I don't know how Georgia can't be number one defending NCAA champs. Part of that was their schedule, and that's why they put Tennessee up there because Tennessee's already got the uh, win over Alabama. Yeah, well, look and, at last year's schedule and this year's. And how can Georgia not be number one? I mean, personally, I would have gone Georgia, Ohio State, and Tennessee. <laughs> I, I think it comes down to a little bit of the same reason why Michigan is down there at number five is is what Max said. Their schedule, I mean, 
Georgia's best win right now is against Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Oregon right now, with that, if they lose again, that's not going to help Georgia. No. And that's part of the reason that the committee is looking at, and that's why they put Georgia at number three. It's because of the Oregon uh, win that Oregon is – It's. I mean, again, we, we have to say it. The Pac-10 is not that – Oh, good. no, it's horrible. But I'll put this to the viewers. I'll put it to you guys. One game, Georgia-Tennessee, your life depends on it. Who are you taking? Georgia or Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Um, well, life depends on it. You mean mortgage, if your mortgage depends on it. Mortgage. So, um, <laughs> your house mortgage. Uh, if they're playing in Knoxville, I, of course, Tennessee. If they're playing in uh, Athens, uh, they're playing in Athens. Georgia's an eight and a half point favorite, but they're ranked three spots behind Tennessee. I think Georgia would still be a favorite if they were playing in Tennessee. Really? Be about three. And a half I take Georgia favorite. there. But they're playing in Tennessee. It's no, no, no. They're playing in Georgia. Oh, are you? Oh, but but you, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia's going to win. My, I I think Georgia's going to win this game. Um, but it's going to be one of those where Tennessee won't drop past four. Georgia has to win this game. They do. They if they to. lose this game, they're out of the SEC championship, mm-hmm. and probably on the outside, which would be absolutely insane. The outside looking in. Yeah, because they, they won't be able to, to, to... See, Georgia wins and they cover easily, and that's the beauty of Vegas and their odds. There are people saying, oh, eight and a half, that's a lot, and they're on this Tennessee bandwagon, which Tennessee has got a good team, but they're not going to beat Georgia, and they're not going to cover. That's opinion. why they're going to watch the game. Well, that's why we play the game. Yeah. So who do we have fourth then? We got... Uh, fourth is Clemson. Clemson. Okay. I mean, and Clemson plays uh, Notre Dame. Uh, they still have Notre Dame to play. And um, and then with the ACC championship, I don't see anybody beating them. I mean, I don't know if North Carolina State will, will, will give them competition and beat them, or even North Carolina with Mac Brown. But let's, let's roll this tape forward and, and say Michigan beats up on Ohio State mm-hmm. and goes on the road and beats Ohio State. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> I mean, do you and and let's let's say it's a close game. I mean, doesn't beat up. Let's say it's a close game, but win by three to seven. Okay. Would you take a one-loss Ohio State or would you take an undefeated Clemson? If you were trying to pick the top four teams in college football, can you argue based on the size of the program, the fan base, you got to move Clemson up undefeated over a one-loss Ohio State? Why? Which which. It, Honestly, other than being an Ohio State homer, who is a better team right now, Ohio State or Clemson? I mean, in my eyes right now, Ohio State. But you do got to factor in wins and losses, and it's it's a major program. Who was Clemson beat? I, TCU has a better case for the top four than Clemson. I understand, but there's politics involved. I hate not politics. Pri- which you are not privy to, sir. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to keep asking the question because it's Big Twelve. Um, why, why are we leaving TCU out of it? Well, they have just, no we just answered the question. Their schedules. I mean, if TCU wasn't in that program, who's the next highest ranked team in the Big Twelve? Oklahoma State. Uh, no, it's Let's see. So TCU is the only one that's undefeated there. So we have yeah, 
Who is the next highest Big 12 ranked team? So after TCU, after TCU, oh, after TCU, oh, it's going to be uh, Kansas State in their 6 or 2. What's their ranking? Uh, they're 13. Yeah. Okay. That answers your question. Here's here's Texas's here's Texas Christian University's four week schedule: October 1, 8, 15, 22. They only beat 18th ranked Oklahoma. <laughs> to follow that up with beating 19th ranked Kansas. To follow that up with beating eighth ranked Oklahoma State. And then beating 17th ranked Kansas State. And they have 24 ranked Texas coming up on the 12th of November. If they win out, well, here's now, now here's some validity. If they go, are they going on the road to play Texas Tech and then Texas? Uh, no, they're Texas Tech at home on the road to Austin to play Texas. Okay, so don't don't overlook Texas Texas. Can't say it. Don't overlook Texas Tech. They're they got a pretty decent team and they're oh. capable of an upset. But yes, if they you're making you're if, making our if, argument. If they if they beat. Now, if, I'm just saying why the ranking is as it is now. But if they dominate Texas Tech at home and then go on the road and beat Texas handily, then then we can have a legitimate conversation about should they be in the Well, TCU is going to beat Texas Tech. They're playing in Fort Worth. And then TCU comes to Austin. And then TCU does their last game of the year, which they always do against a rival, and that's against Baylor and Waco. Um, they're going to run the table. They're going to run the table, and you know why? If you look at their roster, check out their quarterback. What's his name? Max Dugan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. he's he's a good quarterback. And he's you know a great quarterback. I love the guy. And what they're doing is with him. They're they're really Sunny Dyke. I'm a big Sunny Dyke fan. Uh, you said <laughs> stop. Don't do that again. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> but he's really he's really gotten the most out of that guy, and, and he's running the ball he's coaching now. Him. Yes, coaching well. And this is a good question: uh, Who should be coach of the year, Sonny Dykes or uh, Heupel for Tennessee? Um, right now know. Tennessee. Yeah, if if Tennessee get, makes it in the top four, it's going to be a Heupel. But but if if he they slip a little bit. I I don't know. I mean, I mean, lose to Georgia in a tight game is that a slip? Here's so so rolling back on the whole Georgia Tennessee thing. Why is Tennessee number one and not Georgia? Because because this is Georgia's schedule. They beat Oregon, great. Then they beat Samford. Guys familiar with Samford? <laughs> South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and Florida. Well, there you go. Only one ranked team in that schedule. Now I turn over to Tennessee. They've only beaten Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, ranked 17th. Florida, ranked 20th. They beat LSU. At the time. They beat LSU at LSU. And not not a close game. 40-13. They dominated them. They beat Alabama. Now, they really did beat Alabama. That was a great. That game. was not as close as that score purports to be. They dominated. Then they beat Kentucky, forty-four Kentucky's to good. six. Kentucky's good. Kentucky's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. So you, why why they rank Tennessee over Georgia? There That's why, because it, they have this last thing. Time Georgia lost a, a college football game. Just out of curiosity. They lost it to Alabama last year, and then they had to beat Alabama. They, yeah, they, they lost in the championship. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and here's where, I mean, I think the CFP rankings, 
in the first week of November are just fodder for us to talk about. And thank you, the sports gods, for giving this to us. But they're meaningless. I mean, they they talk about body of work. And they, I mean, they're just trying to justify what they're doing, which doesn't matter until we get to the end of November. That's it. Well, a lot of questions will be answered this weekend. Yeah. A lot of other questions will be answered this weekend. And that's the Phillies and Astros, which I predicted would go seven games. And it's heading that direction. Well, Phillies got shelled last night in that one inning. Yeah. Give it all up in that one inning. How, how does your relief pitcher come in on the first pitch and doink a guy to <laughs> send a run in? Send a run in, yeah. That's always been my knock on Philly. I love their team, but the relievers could cost them the series. Um, I always said that the hitting would win this series as opposed to pitching, but man, that, that guy from the Astros, he pitched a, a gym last night. Well, I do have a question. No I have a question because you're the uh, get off my lawn. Okay. Yeah. So my question, I was thinking about you last night when I was watching the game, Dusty Baker, I respect the guy. I love him. Why did he pull the guy? It's that's, the world series. That's Dusty Baker, man. He, that's but he what didn't, he does. but now you have four that are credited for the no hitter, which why he, he was dominant. You didn't have to pull. Yeah, him. It, it yes, you did. You had yeah, to pull yeah, him? Yes, you did. I mean, one, one, he really hadn't, exercised much of his bullpen yet. So he, I, I think at some level he needs to give some reps to those guys. Two, the analytics are right. I mean, the more times around the batting order, the more potential. And we saw what Philly did the night before and hung a whole crap ton of runs on them just like in the blink of an eye. Well, that's because they were, they were reading the, uh, the pitches. Yes, which I find incredibly Isn't funny. funny? <laughs> <laughs> but going back to you, I'm, I was screaming at the yeah, television, leave him Dust, in, leave I, him in, leave him in. Dusty Baker used to drive me nuts when he coached the Reds, you know. Uh, he, he's Captain Hook. And like, to Bob's point, he's he's not afraid to take a guy out, no matter if it's a one-hitter, three-hitter, no-hitter. Well, he's, he, he's Mr. Analytics. He just Pitcher, uh, Christian uh, Javier yesterday was just dominant, man. I, I He was just dominant and those they couldn't they couldn't figure him out but and it is what it is yeah and and maybe something else was going on behind the scenes with dusty talking to him going hey you know where are you how do you how do you feel and he's going yeah you know maybe it might be time yeah. okay i think the pendulum swings back obviously now to the astros verlander's pitching tonight uh noah thor's pitching for the phillies He's not the pitcher he used to be at all. Verlander isn't all that great in the postseason lately. I, I understand, but you think he turns no, it up? I, I think they light up. Okay. I always say his name wrong, Syndergaard. I think they light him up tonight. Okay, so you're saying the Astros are going to take a three to one, or excuse me, three to three two, to two lead. I think back. And, I, okay. and I'll go with my game seven still in the series. Okay, I'm going to take the Phillies. Well, mine was shot the heck because um, now they're at two at two apiece. So. I had that. I had the Astros at four or one. So. I could. I could still be right with the Phillies and si- or somebody in six. Yeah, yeah. But Plus I, I got to stay with my podcast in April, where I predicted the Phillies would win the World Series. I mean, though, though it's setting up to be really, really nice because if we get a game seven, we don't have to worry about splitting our interest between baseball and football because that's going to be an absolute shit show on Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, something that is occurring as rare as a blood moon is uh, Phillies are playing on Thursday night and the Eagles are playing. Mm -hmm. Different locales, but they're football and baseball the same night. Yep. Speaking of Thursdays, the Eagles are playing tonight against uh, the Texans, and it's a uh, Eagles 13 game. 13. 13 13 points, yeah. Are you going to take the Texans? So you know my philosophy. If you don't, I'll say it again. If you're getting double-digit points and you have an offense, take that team. If you're getting double-digit points and the team that's getting the points has no offense, take the other team. So I'm going to take – I got Philadelphia covering in that one. 44-22. Hmm. Philly covers spread. Who do you like in this game, Max? By the way, do you want to say what everybody is? Yes. Hey, 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 no, I don't want to. I don't want to no, hear we're it. Hey, we're going to skip it. <laughs> we're going to skip it. Hit the mute button. You're, you're making money if you're uh, with me against the Drew. Drew. There's this. It's your, it's your boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Drew is now at uh, 15 and 9. He's starting to roll against the spread. Kids. And then Bob is looking at a half moon, quarter moon, or full moon at 12 and 12. <laughs> and um, uh, let's just say dating my cousin. Yeah, seven and eight. <laughs> oh my god! So Drew's taking the Eagles, and you know what? I'm just gonna just sling it out there. I'm gonna go with the Texans. Okay. Any reasons why? Just because they're playing in Houston, and I think they're gonna be inspired by the Astros winning tonight. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, man. It's it's the holiday season. <laughs> Texans are 0-2-1 at home this season. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going fly, Eagles, fly. fly, Eagles, fly. I, right. It's a lot of points to give up. But it is. Houston sucks. I just, I just want that mountain still higher for the Cowboys to have to overcome to possibly win this division, <laughs> which they're not going to. Uh, really? Okay. Next one, the Sunday night. The Titans are going to the Chiefs' arrowhead. <sighs> and right now the Titans are 5-2 and two, and the Chiefs are 5-2. and two. With the Chiefs, oh my God, it's is that that's twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Wow, it's twelve and a half. Well, you know me, I love the Chiefs at home, but I, I think if if the ground game gets going for Tennessee and they control the the clock, um, they won't win. Um, but I think they they cover that spread. You're going to take the, the, the spread with the Chiefs? I'm going to, no, I'm going to take uh, the Titans to cover the spread. Okay, to cover the spread, okay. Uh, I don't want to pick this game. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> you have to. I'm going to put, I'm just going to close my eyes and, and uh, write in your name here. Um, you know what? I think this is the week that the Chiefs, Start turning it on. I want to go with the Chiefs. I think y'all are just trying to catch up to me, so you're you're being counterintuitive. I want to go with the Chiefs in the 12 and a half. Yes. (laughs) No, the thing that that worries me about this game is is the same thing that happened to me last week with the Packers. I'm not worried that the Chiefs are going to win and it's not going to be a contest at all. I think think we're going to watch this game and go, were the Titans even playing football kind of a deal? My worry is... In the fourth quarter, with three minutes to go, they score a late touchdown against the defense that they brought in from down the road at the local high school, and and they back and they backdoor cover. That's what happened with the bloody Packers. Don't give up that late touchdown. So I I'm scared of this game, but I'm going to pick the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, as I'm pulling these scores up, I got an ad for like this 
this device that cleans out and your gutter with this weight claw. And that actually interests me more than this game. <laughs> so Monday night, it's going to be the Ravens going to New Orleans. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Just I'm just going with the Ravens. They added something on defense to shore up that bad defense, that, that defense that collapses in the fourth quarter. And that's the Ravens and who? And it's the Ravens and the Saints. The Saints. And you're in New Orleans. But you're giving up. Um, well, Baltimore's getting, I'm sorry. Uh, Baltimore's given two and a half. Given. To sure. the ginger sensation, Andy Dalton. You're going to roll with Andy? You're going to roll with Lamar? So I had a uh, guy tell me one time when I started tracking, and it's pretty accurate. He said, when all things are considered and you're not sure who to bet, take both quarterbacks and who's ever the better one, take that team. So I, I think that at this stage, Lamar's a, he can beat you with his feet. He's just a better quarterback than Dalton, obviously. So using that philosophy, uh, I am going to take the Ravens, who have sorely disappointed me again this year and not covered any game, I bet. But I'm a battered, I'm a battered sports fan as opposed to a battered wife. I'm going to go ahead and... <laughs> True. (laughs) Okay. So Drew's going with the Ravens, Bob. I'm going with the Ravens. Here's an interesting stat. You want to talk about going with the better quarterback? Who's got the better rating? Doesn't matter. You know that Lamar's a better quarterback. I last time I looked, I know that Dalton's ratings uh were were surprised me. It wasn't the top ten, but it was up there. Ninety five point one. How many rush yards does Lamar Lamar Jackson, ninety four point two. How many rush yards does Lamar have? Oh, he's, you, you were, you, you, can I say, you trounced out this, I'm going to answer that, why, I'm going to answer that, uh, the same amount that, uh, Daniel Jones has. (laughs) Well, that's an inside joke. Daniel Jones has began his losing streak. (laughs) So Bob is going to go with. I uh, he knows Lamar will beat him with. He knows. Team. Come on, Bob. Hold on. Twitter I morning. I I I want to I want to. Interesting enough, Lamar has more yards than Daniel Jones. Yes, Lamar is the number one running threat on the Baltimore offense, which is not a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing that your quarterback runs all that much. He has over twice as many yards as the next leading rusher for the for the Ravens, Kenyon Drake, who only has 250. you got to remember, that one of their guys went down, Dobbins. He's injured. so He Drake, played in four games and only rushed for 123 yards. Edwards is back, though. Edwards is a good back for them. Yeah. I, I just see him beating, like I said, he'll beat you with his feet. <sighs> I have to come back. I'm going to take the ginger sensation. <laughs> All right. Ginger country. Let's ride. <laughs> the ex-bangle. Hey, Bob. Did the you TCU see? grad. Yeah, the TCU Let's ride. He's riding with the TCU grad, hey, Andy Dalton. Bob, did you see what just popped up? No, not yet. Ray Guy just passed away. The Hall of Famer oh, wow. punter, seven-time pro bowler. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no. That just caught me off guard. I'm sorry. There. It just popped up. and You know, you talk oh, about a guy that. When you think of punters, he's the guy even to this day. Well, the reason I brought that up is because we're talking about. Wasn't you know, he the first guy to hit the Astrodome? I think he might have been. I think I read something where he hit the Because when the we're Astrodome. talking about punters and kickers, we're actually talking about the next Hall of Famer kicker for the Baltimore Ravens. Man, 
this guy is just unbelievable. I know I'm not saying that just because I have him on my fantasy, but man, this this kicker from UT that's with the Ravens, um, he, he, there's no way that he's not going to be making it. But sure. uh, Hall of Famer Ray guy, man, that's just yep led led the league in the category of uh, average punt yards three times, second on two other times, recorded 209 punts inside the opponent's 20 yard line. Longest punt was a 74 yarder. Yeah, the guy could just flat out kick. That's sad news. Our thoughts to his family and friends. So you you heard it here first, probably. Hey, breaking news, man! Breaking news, man! We got two things. TMZ to the max sports. <laughs> TMZ, something like that. Anybody's <laughs> watching? Well, uh, anything else, guys? That's it. Let's just uh, enjoy these next what two months because it's about to start getting real. Yeah, it's going to get real, real fun. Guess we'll see y'all next week. Had a lot of fun. Go Mavs. All the the venues you can watch us on. Spotify, Google, Apple. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. We're not that good looking, but we sound really good in your car. So We look really good in your car, too, because you're not looking at us. (laughs) Y'all have a great evening. Be safe. Take care. And we're out. 